Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I can be what you want me to be. Guys. Guys. We're still <laughs> apart. We're still COVID apart. still rages on. It's official. But you know what? It's a good, I'm getting it over with. I can have a fun summer. Yeah. And great that it's happening now and not during a tour. Yeah. I'm getting that over with pre-tour. Yeah. It's like the perfect time to get it. So I can't wait for tour. Thank you. I know. We booked our flights yesterday. We're ready to go. To every city. And we're gearing up. Carrie's getting in a place of Bonvoy to figure out our hotels. And it's really all happening. And it's going to be great to be back on the road. Lara's leaving me in charge of... I'm the hotelier of the, of the, du- of the duo. Yeah. Here's the thing is I'm pretty much good at everything except booking a hotel. Like, I... The only thing I can do when it comes to booking hotels Mm. is look at hotels, decide which ones I really want to stay in, which are all $500 plus a night. Mm -hmm. Understand that I can't afford to stay in those types of hotels. So Mm. then I try and like find the like $200 a night version of that, which always turns out to be shittier than just like (laughs) a Bonvoy (laughs) property. And then I'm like, I, and then everyone's suffering because of my need to like live a lifestyle of luxury and glamour. Mm. And so the best thing to do is just accept that I have bad hotel karma continue to work mm. and be on my grind so that one day I can just like book the six hundo a night and not have to worry about it. But until then, it's bon boy time. You have really <laughs> you have horrific hotel gaydar. I it's truly horrible and it's because like it's because i yearn for too much i know i yearn be i yearn beyond my means and i can't let it go and it just fucks the whole thing up it is shocking to to learn this about like your friend like because i always assume like because you have really good taste so i'm just like i know i trust you and then when you when things have happened and i've been sort of (laughs) i've had to confront the fact that like oh my god i Things that I thought I knew, I don't. Yeah, no, and it's shocking to me too and humiliating (laughs) and shameful, quite honestly, because I feel good about my own taste levels and it's consistent across the board except when we set foot into a hotel property 
that I've represented as being like representative of me and my taste. Mm. And then it is truly like skeleton, <laughs> a skeleton's lair. And like, <laughs> I, and I want to make it clear that this is just really a weak spot and not reflective of like what I bring to the table. And no, you bring a lot. That, no, I know. And so the best thing you can do in this situation is just accept, meet yourself where you're at. And sometimes you have to just release. It's mm. like, this is a situation where it's better to like pass the buck to someone that knows what they're doing. And it's, and trust them. I have, you know, I, there's a lot that I can't do. Um, <laughs> but I, I do have to pat myself on the back. I am, I'm a hotel snob. And I know how to get... You're consistent. I know how to get comfort and cleanliness and space for your buck. Mm-hmm. I know where to find you, a good deal. You really do. You really do. And it's like, oh, it's always a slam dunk with you. It's my mom. And yeah. And I like, that's the hard thing too. It's just like, I've gone to bed too many nights feeling full body shame at the hotels that we've ended up in that I've been proud of. The sun, though. <laughs> the, the hotels that we've... I didn't even set foot in, but you did and was like, I'm not staying in this basement serial killer lair. It was a it was a true, like, serial killer, like, staying at, like, <laughs> a hostel. Yeah, no. And, it, and it's like, okay, like, I'm. we can't... We can no longer function that way. Mm-mm. So... It's Bond Boy time from here on out. But it's going to be good. And I'm really, I'm hoping Philly's about to sell the fuck out. The other shows, we need a little more love. The other shows are a slow and steady push. Minneapolis, I'm looking at you. Denver, I'm looking at you. Detroit, I'm staring you right in the fucking eye. <laughs> looking Detroit you right in the Detroit. eye. <laughs> looking Detroit right in the dome. They need to get their shit together. No, I get it. It's, you know, it's a hard, it's a... You know what the thing is, is we're learning our markets and where we fucking thrive, which is in huge coastal cities and learning places. And maybe Texas. And also, and I think Texas is going to be a slam dunk when we get there. I think that we could do a couple Southern, I think Florida could actually slap. Tampa. Tampa, Miami, maybe. No, it's it's good. You know, we're we're St. Louis. I know that there are heads in St. Louis. I'd like to go there. I've never been. Yeah. So all the all this to say, other things are coming, and once we experience cities where there's less love, it gives me a craving to go back to cities where there's an a lot of abundance love. of love so i feel like that means mm-hmm. even a new a revisiting new york is on the table oh for sure i need i yeah. cra- i crave new york but this is only the beginning and everyone that's listening right now who lives in denver minneapolis or detroit if you haven't gotten a ticket i really don't know what your problem is <laughs> i i don't want to be aggressive here but i do want to just say you should really go to the description of this podcast and click a link. Click a link or two. Come see us. Get a ticket. I'm gonna have Yeah, come see us. I'm gonna have fresh antibodies. I'm gonna be totally immune. Feeling good. Thriving. Gonna be immune. I'm gonna have a spray tan <laughs> and things are really gonna happen. Are you really? Yeah, I got a spray tan last week because 
I was in a place of Big Ange mm. and I hadn't had a spray tan in maybe five years. And I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling like depressed and a little bit lonely. I think I'm going to have a spray tan and see if that changes things for me. And it really fucking changed the game. Wow. I found a place where they just spray you where it's like a woman who like sprays you a true tan professional and she sprayed me up and down you can you can basically either do it in your underwear like a have a panty on or you can go nude and i said you know what i'm going nude <laughs> she sprayed it all i every she crevasse sprayed my labia is what <laughs> even <laughs> your labia was was a crisp orange like you basically have to kind of bend over in front of their face and i was like she gave me the option and i'm going to i'm going to nude it up and then i was truly gloriously bronzed mm. and i it healed me but then also i was like oh i kind of have nowhere to go like so i was like okay we got to time this up so that whenever i'm spray tanned i then have like a place to go and show off my and sure Lines. enough, you had a rave. Oh, yeah. And I did go to the rave and I felt really good and tan at the rave. I've never been tanning. I <laughs> I love when I like <laughs> will see like a porn account retweeted into my timeline or something or like I'll just when I'm looking at porn on Twitter and there just happens to mm -hmm. be like, you know, an OnlyFans guy and he's jerking off in a tan booth. And I'm just like, damn. <laughs> I'd be worried. Yeah. He's like tanning booths. He was like, I saw one where he's like, does anyone else get rock hard at a booth? And I was like, no, no, sir. I don't think I would. <laughs> I think I'd be worried about burning my thing. Peen. My peen. I am having a flat. I think I might have masturbated in a tanning booth once. I mean, I get it. I like, can't you're... say for sure, but I was like, I think I've done because I had a tanning phase in college, like. And then, because in Chicago, it's like you really need as much UV exposure as you can get, especially during the winter. And I got in a period of time, like I could walk to this one tanning place and like I'd go like once a week and I got crisp. And then I realized I'd taken it a little too far when it was January and I met friends for dinner and my friend was like, why are you so tan? And I was like, what? And then I kind of, I bumped the brakes. <laughs> but... You also, I just can't believe what you J.O.'d. I don't know if that's where I did it, but I think maybe I did or I thought about it or I did it and then I completely erased it out of shame. But hey, I mean, I get it. It's like I've been known to just do a little something behind a closed door. Wow. Listen, I can see why I can see the appeal. You're mm -hmm. in like a there's warmth coming from all over. You're naked. You're slathered up and like tan activating lotion i would just be worried about like final destination <laughs> the booth closing on me <laughs> the craziest ones were like there were tanning like cylindrical pods that you could be in when i was like tanning in oklahoma city and it's like you step into the pod upright and you hold on to handles damn and those tan you from all around because sometimes a booth can like I've had a bad booth experience once where I got went too hard and got straight up vertical lines tanned into my skin. Damn. I just can't. I can't believe that tanning beds even exist still because they're just so bad for you and dangerous. 
But when you got a tan, you got a tan. Yeah, I think I would always go for the spray tan if I had to. Now that I've discovered spray tan and I know like, like I know how to ask for what I want when it comes to even getting my face sprayed because I just do like one layer on the face so my face doesn't get too tan and then like super bronze like the neck below. Now I'm just like, wait, I want to get this every week. It's like therapeutic. But you were in a, see, you were in a place of Dua Lipa. I went full Dua. And you got your Lipa tanned. (laughs) (laughs) I just like felt the, I felt the blast on my neither regions. And I was like, oh, (laughs) those are going to be a different color. But I didn't actually check on them to see like what the deal was. But like, I know that they probably were a little bronzed. No one got to experience that. Well. Back on some apps. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I, I need to get like. I want to get my teeth whitened. Get a spray tan. Let's get spray I'm not, tans. I can't do a spray tan. Okay, fine. But I, I want to get my fine. teeth whitened. I used to get. I used to do crest white strips. My sister and me did them in high school, to a probably unhealthy degree. And then my teeth were like, for like a decade, and now they're. Yeah. I mean, they're still pretty white, but I smoke. You know, those really work. They I do. really want to get Zoom whitening, but it's pretty. It's really expensive, and it doesn't. La- it's not like it lasts for a long time like it's the kind of thing you do before a big event yeah and then you have like cr- i want to smile and blind someone it is so painful though to get your teeth whitened really i've never had them professionally whitened just even crest white strips i used to be like sensitive oh it's but it's it's worth it you know i used to think i would think about my nana whispering to us to suffer for beauty mm-hmm. she's I, right and i would be like you know what do what she says well i'm putting this on my radar i'm going to keep my eye on a whitening scenario i'm checking this and maybe out. i'm checking this out maybe when you see us on stage we'll blind you with our fucking crazy white teeth what if i just showed up looking like a gay <laughs> from orange county in like 2005 i would love you to larp as that just for like i think it could be fun just like ryan cabrera hair a stripe. I think you should bleach bleach your hair. I think you should get the darkest spray tan possible Ed Hardy. and whiten your teeth to an insane degree. Yeah, wear a very tight Ed Hardy shirt and true religion jeans. Oh god. And like Gucci sneakers. And go like or like this. a golden goose sneaker. <laughs> go like this. I know. I should. Think about it. Okay. Okay, wait. I need to talk about a few things, but mostly just the staircase because I'm back in such a place of staircase. Right. It's unbelievable. So shout out to all my owl theory heads. The owl theorists, we fucking ride, we fly. <laughs> there are so many of us. There are so many of us. I would say that there are more owl theorists out there, to my knowledge, than... Oh, my God. No, I seriously, I really? was expecting... Yes, I posted on Instagram and also like publishing this pod and got a lot of owl theorists weighing in on Patreon. Wow. And I got a ton of messages from fellow owl theorists being like fucking owls. The owl fucking did it. Right. So like I see you guys and I appreciate your support. Wow. That being said, I'm also a critical thinker. I'm always open to like new info and Someone sent me a video of Michael's son, Todd, 
who filmed like a very erratic video in a parking lot of an apartment complex, kind of ranting and raving about how his dad definitely killed not only Miss Elizabeth Kathleen, but also claiming that he killed Patricia, his like ex-wife, by letting her like have a heart attack and just like die without calling the cops for so he could get like her money or whatever or like steal a bunch of her silver or something his mom or his the his guy biological the german or, the like hippie german woman yeah 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 Damn. his biological mother so i was like okay well let's i'm open to this but then i also was like I think he struggled with like severe addiction issues and it seemed I think if you're ranting and raving in a parking lot making a video in broad daylight in broad daylight and you're like pacing back and forth in front of your car which has like one passenger side door open you're on mass I don't yeah I think you're a little I think you're on a substance or two and it was like yeah I was in like a kind of townhome community it was weird. Very I was just like imagining what if you're like living in that complex and you like l- hear some voice of some guy like shouting and you look out and see Todd Peterson pacing and you go, she's starting. I mean, I witnessed that a few months ago. Some guy was in our building, was out. We have a pool on the side of the building and he was out yelling at everyone about the HOA. Yeah. Just screaming. So I've experienced that kind of ranters rants are to be taken with a grain of salt. But that said, the video I watched it too after you sent it to me and he did seem unwell, but he also did seem fairly lucid. So I think Yeah. I mean, he had like meth clarity. Mhm. But I I believe amidst the Tina fog, I <laughs> I think that there is a kernel of truth. Perhaps. It's hard because I'm sorry to interrupt you, but he is not in contact with Michael anymore. Uh not after that video. Or just in general. Says he said that. I think I think he's not I mean I, I would assume that if he's making a video alleging that, then they don't speak. Yeah, I don't know. Because they were speaking like prior and during that video being filmed. Like he was like talking about like what he was like referring. He had like just been texting with his dad a bunch and was like, I'll bet he's going to text me this when I make this video. Like so they weren't totally cut off communication. I don't know what their communication is now, but it's messy. I yeah, I, I don't know. It's messy. And I also it's like. A tragedy like that, like, obviously fucked his whole life up. And I, yeah. So that's a real TBD. I said this to you. It's like his kids were living in that period. They were just living for their dad. Yeah. You know? But I mean, if you think, if you, if, if you believe your parent to be innocent and is being wrongfully prosecuted, like, you it would be hard to not end up living for that or basing your entire life around like trying to do oh, anything yeah. you can to like help your parents. So I understand. But then I got a video 
that okay so two years ago michael peterson went on dr oz Mm. and future president of the united states truly dr oz is on some bold shit because he opened up the segment with a woman holding a live owl and i was like how are you gonna bring an owl to the (laughs) you're gonna bring this dangerous creature in Hmm? you're gonna bring the killer here to confront michael so it started with an owl and then he interviewed michael and michael said he said that he that kathleen didn't know anything about his bisexuality they never discussed it so i'm like wait lying you're basically admitting right now that you completely lied in that documentary so then i was like okay well michael you're making it really hard for me to live my owl theory truth yeah, it doesn't seem... He seems like a, just lying. I mean, you kind of mentioned it the other day, but just, like, his lies are just unnecessary and, like, frivolous lying, which I think mm-hmm. is a sign of, like, true pathological liar is when you're just, like, you can't help yourself and you're just constantly changing your story and, like, mixing things up. So I think that he is just full of contradictions. Yeah. But again, the mystery, the mystery does rage on. The owl theory. Yeah. The owl theory (laughs) rides strong because truly, okay, here's what I'm thinking. And I hope that we see it play out on the show. I feel like Kathleen might have walked into the house where an owl was laying in wait, hungry for blood and like fucking got her ass, like got her from behind (laughs) was like "Ah!" and like grabbed her scalp from behind with its claws then dragged its claws across her scalp ripped some of her hair out and she was like what the actual fuck and was like oh my god oh my god the owl flies out the door she is like oh my fucking god an owl just like ripped my hair out like it really hurts but I also need to like figure out what the fuck is going on with my head right now. And she runs upstairs. She goes to run upstairs to like run to the bathroom and like fix her head, like check on the damage before going back out or like alerting her husband to this vicious attack. As she's running up the stairs, frantically slips, falls, bleeds out. Why? Okay. I respect your theory. Um, Mm -hmm. why it's a huge house. They clearly have like multiple bathrooms. Why run upstairs when you could just go to a bathroom like on the same floor? Because you probably want to go into your own bathroom. Yeah. I just, owls are not known to attack. They are though. They are? Many people, yeah. Many people in North Carolina get attacked by owls. Like owls are straight up out there fucking ready to pounce in North Carolina. I've never been there, but I'm looking forward to going someday. But like, that's like a common thing. (sighs) Yeah, I, I think it was an accidental. I think he accidentally killed her. I don't think he meant to kill her. I think he like pushed her. I mean, I, I said this the other day. I think it was like he got he blew up. His anger got the best of him. He gave her a shove. She's prone to falling and being... She's, like, sort of one foot out the door as it is. She's accident prone. Yeah, she's, like... Kathleen seemed to be existing half in an 
in the ether. Mm -hmm. So he gets mad at her. She confronts him about something, money, whatever. He gives her a shove, which is abusive. He shouldn't do, obviously. She loses balance. She falls down the stairs, splits her head open. He's freaking out. Maybe he like moves her or does something else to her to make it seem like she just fully slipped and then calls the police. Yeah. I don't think it was pre-met. I think I don't think he wanted to kill her. Alt theory. Okay. They have beef, but maybe no argument, but there's just like beef or like tension brewing. She accidentally falls down the stairs or something or the owl attacks her and she falls down the stairs and as she's laying there he comes in from outside sees that she's like not doing so hot but instead of doing anything about it he's like well if i just like leave her and she dies then kind of it's whatever well that sort of lends itself to the son's claim about him letting about his biological Patricia, yeah if that's true there's a there's obviously great evil and just watching your someone bleed out or just being like just peek you just peek around the corner and then you're like mm, i'm just gonna ignore this for a few hours see what happens or which also could be like then you can really be like I am innocent. I never killed her. Your story remains the same over and over, but you basically did like manslaughter, which was his then. The Alfred plea was a manslaughter plea, technically. So, like, maybe that all adds up. Or her skull was not fractured. Like, he did not hit her in the head. Like, her skull was not fractured. I mean, maybe he simply said boo and she. <laughs> known to be lose balance fell yeah like i don't even think that he pushed her because i don't get like a violent like physically abusive or violent vibe like he could have just gone like please or something like like made a hand movement or been like stop like not even to strike but just like a, he could have just shocked her by that and then she fucking fell or he paid hired the owl he he paid and <laughs> He paid in biscuits. He made a deal. He made a deal. Or long game. Long game. He started building nests, having nests built up in the trees. He lured a large community of owls known to attack people in the hopes that maybe one would eventually attack Kathleen. 
it's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s, and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. An alt alt theory. He actually hired the owls of Gahul to <laughs> to come from medieval England to Durham in ni- in two thousand one. Mm. An attack, and he paid in doubloons. <laughs> and while the owls, while the owls of Gahul are kind creatures that would nary hurt a fly, doubloons are doubloons. <laughs> the Council of Gahul met. <laughs> and they were like to discuss this deal and they were like, like we are a peaceful people but <laughs> our people need we also need resources we need our economy is tanking like we need to we do need housing we need to do a lot to like yeah we have we're yeah their infrastructure they need like a lot of bills passed so they needed a big boost in their economy. So they were like, these doubloons and biscuits will help us. Mm-hmm. So we simply must take the deal out of necessity. And unfortunately... They're like, plus, we've never been to America. Loved to see it. Yeah. They're like, I've never been to Durham. Would love to... Free trip. Free trip to America. Would love to head over to Raleigh and check out Duke. Mm-hmm. Maybe see a game. And they kind of worked it out. It was a hard process with the Owls of Kahul made their minds up and they said you know nothing against kathleen this isn't personal but like one one human to benefit all of gahul worth it question mark they go sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet (laughs) and then one of them said can i get a hoot hoot and they went hoot hoot so they took to they took to the sky and they came over and it took a fortnight for them to get here. Well, they had to like get on a cruise ship. They had to burrow their way. It wasn't easy. They had to board and burrow their way into a cruise ship heading out from Gahul 
to they had to find it first whichever one was the best then find like a way on then take the ship all the way to america successfully get off the ship without being found they got up they they deboarded in newark and then mm-hmm. they had to they were like what is this place they had to take 95 all the way down to north carolina they stopped in baltimore they went to the inner harbor they went to virginia it was like a cool east coast trip for them. yeah they went sightseeing but the whole time they it, everything hung heavy for them because they knew what they had to they were there to do mm-hmm. and then they drew straws with their talons of who would be the one to actually yeah once they settled in and michael had said like there is a nest in the tall oak tree on the northeastern corner of the property but there you will find your bat you'll find the bag of biscuits but the doubloons come later once the deed is done then they settled in and drew straws and we all know the rest Mm. so well it's a developing story it is yeah and it's not going anywhere and I still am a owl theorist. Well, I love that for you. And I, but I'm I'm keeping my eye on things. I'm always keeping my eye on things. I know you are. And I'm gonna go back and watch the staircase documentary, and that'll be interesting. Speaking of doubloons, just from like a a horny level. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of doubloons, let's get into nearing the end of season two of Midwives. I know. Gah. I'm Carrie. What a fucking journey. I'm Lara. And you're listening, and you're listening to, to sexy, sexy, unique, unique podcast. podcast. Midwives. Midwives. This episode is called If Books Could Kill. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This episode had had a lot going for it, I think. This was a good one. No? It had a lot going on. I don't know. I'm just... The season's dragging a little bit for me. As I said, it goes, it goes from like high, like highest highs to like mid-level drama. And Mib. If you're not matching that every time, it's like hard for me to like latch like i'm entertained but i want like now i just want like i want to just watch big Ange in her life mm. you know what renee, I mean? yeah of course renee spends a lot of time at a diner in this episode renee is posted she's out of she's not in a place of island gal anymore thank god but she's now once you I feel like her move once she goes out of island gal mode, she is in she's diner a diner gal. diner gal. Diner broad. She posts up in a booth and takes meetings. She tells Ramona that she's lost thirty three pounds in like a month. Yeah, that's a, a lot of pounds. That's that's colon broom. Mm-hmm. That's wild. And Ramona goes, "Well, your body looks great." You got that sparkle back in your eye. And I was like, Ramona, stop fueling Renee's body dysmorphia. Come I know. <laughs> if my friend like, told Renee me- does, she does look fresh as a fucking daisy. I was like, she does have a sparkle back in her eye. I feel like she got a little zhuzh up, which I understand. Yeah. And she's like, 
at least she has I guess at least she has that going for her because that's been like an issue for her so if it took like a horrific trauma to get to a place of like weight loss and body acceptance then I don't know it's like it's but if a friend came to me and was like I lost 33 pounds in a month I'd be like we're going to hospital I'd be like how'd you do that (laughs) (laughs) and then take you to hospital yeah I'd be like tell me everything and then when I get to where you're at we'll both go to the hospital together I also suffer obviously (laughs) I suffer hashtag Uh, yeah I suffer my story hashtag Renee says my loyalty is to myself in regards to Junior which I'm like all right fuck yeah finally own it baby but yeah finally we we all know that that's not true not true categorically untrue she does a little bit less of like putting AJ using AJ as like a cipher for herself and her own needs in this episode, but it still is happening. Right. I'm like, it just is. I want Renee to know that it's okay to like own your feelings and emotions as just you without like you can do things for just yourself without it doesn't have to be for anyone else specifically for another man. Yeah. Or for like, you can do things for your kids, but you can also just own the fact that you want to do something or you feel a certain way. And that's okay. You can feel what's best for you sometimes might not be best for your kids. Yeah. And that's also okay. And we certainly know a lot of things aren't good for AJ. <laughs> yeah. Ramona's jewelry got taken by the feds. They had a search warrant. They searched her criminal boyfriend's house and took close to $200,000 worth of her jewelry that was in a duffel bag with her kid's birth certificates, which I'm like... That's so dark. What the f-? I'm like, you're... Were, was it all in a safe, I wonder? And it's all together? Like, it's weird to me to think that I'm going to put all this jewelry in a bag with birth certificates as well. I mean, I guess she was... To me, it sounds like she was preparing to like go on the run true that is true it's like a it's like an earthquake bag yeah also i'm like what else was in the bag like i'll bet there was like cash in the bag that she's not talking about like packs of 10 grand and then also i'm like well they probably took the jewelry because they assume that a lot of it is stolen or a lot of it is stolen she claims it's not but i love renee like after making everything about her for the last month and a half she goes well you can't really do anything about that She's like, I know well, she was very zen about she was like the feds are gonna come in and do whatever they want Ramona was like that's not what I wanted to hear bitch no but too bad bitch too bad Karen's planning her book party <sighs> which is gonna be a fucking blowout yeah there's celebrities coming news media friends I'm obsessed with the party planner oh she's incredible she is MVP. She's the kind of woman who plans events, but with like a fake smile, like a mm-hmm. fake smile the entire time. And is always like, this is such a meatpacking venue. The Gansevoort. Oof. I was taken back to a place of white girl problems, book parties. Cause those all happened like in the meatpacking district I remember. as well. They were not nearly as star studded or lit as Renee or Karen's event. I'm I can go on a limb and say that the Gansevoort is 
garbage. Just gaudy. Yeah, it was like very over the top. But I was happy for her. I was, but I also felt bad for her. She needed this, but I was like, this is also... it's. There's, there's something really dark about it, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> well, clear. she's like kind of freaking out that like there's going to be news media, like a whole press area, because she just doesn't want to get asked questions. But I'm also like, bitch, don't write the book then yeah. if you don't want to answer for it. She's and worried about the victims. Later, yeah. Yeah, like later on, I guess like the victims had sued her dad when he wrote a book and they sued him to get profits, which I think is very reasonable. Like, I don't think you should be able to kill upwards of 20 people and then write a book about that and get and profit off of that. Yeah. I'm also like, okay, like, can a vic like one of the victims should write a book? How about that? I mean, I get why you wouldn't want to, but like. Yeah, I think I think Karen's sort of her being so indignant about it shows that she's <laughs> she's kind of like offended by the victims. Yeah, and she knows that they are they are right in some aspect. But she's like, I didn't do it. She's like, I didn't do it, and I'm also a victim of this lifestyle, and so I deserve to like tell my story. And I'm like, okay, that's one way of explaining it without having to like really acknowledge <laughs> what the deal is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. You basically, I guess, according to Amazon reviews, like paraphrased everything that was in your dad's book. So it's like, are you really telling your story? No. Does she? I, I guess I, I guess this is all leading up to me reading Karen's book. But mm. I'm like, do you talk about then how you were like running like an ecstasy ring in Arizona, or is this just all about your dad? It's she's her father's daughter. Like, how introspective is it truly? Because it seems like you really wanted to drag Drita's name into this fucking mess and, like, make a point. I don't think it's that introspective. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to read it this week. Okay, and we'll weigh back in. Yeah. But like, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I see both sides of victim. If my dad, God forbid, was killed by fucking Karen's serial killer mafia father and then if any fam- if anyone I knew was killed by someone and then their murderer went on to write a book and like profit off of that I'd be like what the actual fuck yeah it's like OJ writing a book yeah and then like, if their daughter did that and was like now it's time for my moment ooh I'm gonna have a book party and celebrate I'd be like what the fuck Fuck. <laughs> Gonna have a bug party at the Gazavon Hotel. VIP oh, there section. Is a VIP area. And, and over there it's all the VIP. <laughs> that VIP over there is where celebrities go when they don't want to be seen. Oh. What's celebs that don't like is Brad Pitt going to Karen Gravano's book party? Maybe. I need eyes. Wait, also, when I Googled, so last time I think we were talking about Big Ange's funeral and how they asked Karen not to come. Mm. She came anyways. Wow. Yeah. Well. Sorry, there's like someone doing weed whacking like right outside my window in case anyone can hear that. It's Karen coming for me. The weed whacker. She came anyways. Oh, she came anyways. She lives in the drama. 
She lives to come where she's not invited. <laughs> she made it all about herself. Mm-hmm. Classic Gravano. Big Angie's Christmas. But I was a little confused on like what season is it exactly? I've no I've never known. It was either Christmas <laughs> or May. I've never once known when or where we are on this Isle of Staten. Big Angie's sister has a Christmas party at her like true haunted manor okay i did not know janine was fucking rich oh yeah or married rich i think they're loaded so this is all making sense because like Ange said in her book that she she loves a fact about big Ange. she loves to move she moves like she's lived in like 15 different houses like she's constantly on the move yeah she and she loves it she loves to like pack shit up and then move to a new place. And the if only she's person in that place in the world. for too long, the literal only person. And if she's in that place for too long, she gets antsy and then is looking to move again. Mm. And she'll live any she loves live she'll live in bad places. She'll live in amazing mansion. Like she'll go anywhere, but she just has to be on the move. <laughs> but then I was like, how does Aunt like Angela's lifestyle is so like how? And then I was like, oh, Janine. I think Janine was supporting her. Or like helping her out when times were tough. Big Ange <laughs> seemed to be running from something. Yeah. What are her demons? I just... Ugh, maybe she knew she okay. was... Maybe she had an instinct that she was not long for this world. Yeah, you were saying that last episode. Like, I think that... I think that you're right. And then... Some people know. That with the lifestyle that she was leading, it's like... She was used to there running. There is kind of no, yeah, and there is not really. It's not like a longevity-based lifestyle. Exactly. Being in the mafia and organized crime. So, like, you might as well just live large while you got it, and then and boy, did she not plan for the future? Yeah, her outfit stunning. Oh, she, at this Christmas party, she looks Gorgina. She's wearing what seems to be a crocodile skin and like fur blue. And like green, like cool color schemed vest. This this party just looked insane because there was no music. It was just they people they were dancing and grinding to no music. And well, I think they have to take out the music. Like uh, they can't have it in the production or whatever. So like they just cut it out. But Big Ange is pouring caviar into a giant bowl. Her her niece, clearly Janine's daughter, is like that. Looks like dirt. And Big Ange goes, it's caviar. Well, it's not. It's caviar. And she goes, it still looks like dirt. And I'd be like, I want to, I can so see Ange in her head just being like, shut the fuck up. I think she's laughing. She gets a kick out of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Renee arrives and is like manic. Mm -hmm. She comes in and there's this hot shirtless, like Chippendales guy walking around. And then Renee goes, Big. She goes, Angela, isn't that your nephew? And she goes, yeah. I only have hot guys at my party. <laughs> she loves, uh, as we all know, one of the number one rules of having a party is you've got to stack it with hot dudes, shirtless. Even if it's your nephew. <laughs> Even if it's your nephew and then your friend wants to kiss him and leave lipstick marks on his pecs. Fine by it. me. Yeah. Drita arrives and Drita's like, holy shit, this house is sick. My Scarface's house? The Scarface house? I expected someone to come out with an Uzi. <laughs> she goes up to the... There's one point where she's looking at the Christmas tree. She goes, whoa. 
<laughs> it didn't feel like Christmas. She goes, how many bedrooms is this? Drita's like very deep into the real estate aspect of like Janine's life. I'd want to know. I love it. I love anyway. It's also just like I love getting invited to a party or something or being like, we're going to go somewhere. Yeah. And then you end up at a mansion. There's nothing better than being surprised with a mansion. (laughs) I mean, anyone that's like been to a mansion, like just like stumble when you stumble upon a mansion or life leads you to a mansion it's rarely a bad thing unless it's jeffrey epstein or ghislaine is somehow involved yeah. and then the mansion then it's a bad there is such thing as a bad mansion oh yeah eyes if it's like an eyes wide shut scenario yeah but this mansion seems like it goes on full panic like there's a panic room for sure or like the purge where everything all the steel comes over the windows I just want, I want to go to like a caviar party. I know. Where the caviar is flowing. Renee. I'm going to secret that. Renee forces Drita to answer questions about the girl called Kala. Renee is sitting in like, like a little bench next to a staircase and she sees Drita walk by and she goes, hey, Drita, don't ignore me. And I was like, woo. Like, and then Shit. Ange sits down with them to like moderate the discussion. And Renee starts going off about the girl called Carla. And she goes, you're standing there calling me a sick mental person. Mental, 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 mental. And I was like, you just got to give Renee what she wants right now. And like not not get her amped up anymore because it could go. It can go two ways. Drita mm-hmm. does exactly that. <laughs> She goes, ah. and then we cut to <laughs> Renee goes, come on, let's potty. And then they cut to uh, she's inside. <laughs> they cut to they Big Ann's outside with her sister like, smoking like a indoors. black and mild. That's the kind oh, of she's party inside? I'm going to be at. Caviar and cloves indoors. Mimosas. A clove. And Big Ann, she goes, this is a pretty good mimosa. And Janine goes, yeah, it feels like Christmas in, in your party. mouth. I was like, like I wow. want to know who everyone is at the party, what they're doing, what they're eating, what they're smoking, what they're drinking, what the conversations are. Like, I could watch, yeah, like I could watch literally a, an entire season of television. How late does it go? Where each episode is just an hour of what happens at this party. Probably till at least three in the morning. How late do you think they raged? Till it light? Because like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the coke could come out like it midnight after the kids are gone and it's just adults only now we have a good fun time just us mm-hmm. yeah i think the coke came out carla and drita go shopping the girl called carla they're at this boutique that has like hideous bags on the wall and there's a random gay at the cash register who's just like not <laughs> pretending he's he's like not at all pretending to be natural he's just staring right into the camera and Carla talks about Sweet Sixteens. She goes, my father had cases and cases of Dom Perignon. The whole place was drunk. She goes, my niece is turning 16, so I really want to get us some piece, some nice pieces. I was like, well, this is, ain't the store to do that. This is like a chintzy, like, this isn't, these aren't jewel. This isn't jewelry. You don't love your niece enough. It's like a gift shop. Yeah. I know, it was like, reminding me of that gift shop we went to in Salt Lake City. Like a gift shop in Pioneer Town. It was very like witch hats at Halloween kind of gift shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that woman, 
she she had her eye on us. We were really? like, I feel like we had people like following us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a joke. I just, I feel like, I, I just felt like the eyes. I felt like really weirdly at home and Brigham Young were like, on us. Uh, Salt Lake City was like a crucial zone. I felt like I know good you about did. the whole thing. I like, mm-hmm. I didn't get like sinister vibes. Good. You know, I don't live there all the time. So who knows? Hmm. Who knows? So it's turned away from Walters, so uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, because this looks like summer. I still, again, I say, what time of year is this? Ramona goes <laughs> to meet with her boyfriend's attorney named Tim Pantalore. Ooh, I want to look up Carla's or Ramona's crimes. The crimes of Ramona. Tim Pantalore has a little statue on his desk. Love. Which okay. I loved. Like a little <laughs> from the New York Post. I couldn't. Mob wives star linked to kidnap, robbery. Men aren't the only heavies in these families. The star of hit VH1 reality show Mob Wives ordered armed thugs to abduct a man off che- of Chelsea Street so she could shake him down for cash and jewelry. The alleged victim told cops, "I'll kill you and I'll kill your family." Ramona Rizzo allegedly told told Shante Gibson, 36, when he was stuffed into her Chevy Traverse SUV outside the hotspot Chelsea Manor on Saturday, according to law enforcement sources. Rizzo, 41, the granddaughter of notorious Bonanno soldier Benjamin Lefty Guns Ruggiero and fiancé of jailed Gambino drug runner Joseph Scalfani, was sitting in the driver's seat with Gibson behind her. She started yelling and cursing Gibson, saying she wanted her money. A source said, Ramona was furious with Gibson over a failed money-making scheme. He told cops at the 81st Precinct Station House where he filed a police report. Ramona gave him ten thousand to ho- to book blocks of hotel rooms for the NBA All Star Game, intending to then rebook the rooms at a massive profit. Gibson told police, Gibson never got the rooms and also didn't return Rizzo's cash. One of Rizzo's goons punched him in the face and then swiped sixteen hundred from his pocket and a gold Rolex watch. Gibson said, Rizzo allegedly put the goods in the console and ordered him to call DJ Will, the stage name of Bronx DJ Will Tobias, who was working the club that night, to bring the money. DJ Will showed up but didn't have nearly enough cash to cover the debt, a source said. Rizzo allegedly threatened Gibson again, then let him out of the car. One of Rizzo's sidekicks sped off in a gray car. The other stayed with her in the SUV. Sources said cops are investigating the matter. A few hours after the incident, Rizzo tweeted, When you steal a rob from anyone, make sure you're about that life. If not, get real job. (laughs) She linked the tweet to an Instagram message that read, quote, if you scam and rob girls, don't think that the streets will treat you like one. Hashtag chop. Hashtag chop. That was just the tame beast that adjusted your skirt. Hashtag recoup time. Gibson picked the wrong woman to get mixed up with. Rizzo is the childhood best friend of fellow mob wife Karen Gravano, daughter of legendary Gambino underboss and turncoat Salvatore Sammy Bull Gravano. She's also close to former mob wife star Angela Big Andreola, niece of the late Genovese captain Salvatore Sally Dogs Lombardi. Rizzo, a divorced mom of four with a history of liens and foreclosure, did not return calls or emails. She recently quit Mob Wives, saying of VH1, I like to get paid and they don't want to pay. Rizzo was forced to put her wedding plans on ice earlier this year when Bo Scalfani, 
47, pleaded guilty to cocaine distribution and was sentenced to 15 years in the slammer. Gibson could also not be reached for comment. He was recently evicted from his Bed-Stuy apartment record show. Tobias, the DJ, could not be reached by phone and didn't respond to email. Shoot. Shit. Yeah, that's egregious. 15 years? Wow. Well, I mean, she's definitely like... <laughs> Me thinks thou that she's, protest Her shit doesn't sink, but she's clearly... <laughs> She fucking has goons in the SUV that can, like, abduct a person off of a street corner. Like, you're... She's got a little more lefty guns in her than she lets on. Imagine, also, just, like, it's low-level. She's, like, that low-level money-making scheme is so classic, like, low-level mafia shenanigans. We'll make a quick buck. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. I'm like, book rooms at the Roosevelt. I'm like, he is 10 grand. Just driving around Wheel. DJ Tobias. I was like, you better book those rooms. Why didn't she just do it? Bitch, go on Hotel Tonight or something. God. <laughs> Ever heard of kayak? <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have to do it? I don't get it. Anyway, Ramona's like, I want to get my jewelry back. I'm like, well, maybe don't put it all in a duffel bag. I love when he's like, this is like a Bulgari bracelet. And she was like, now see here, the price says this, but it's actually worth much more than that because at this point it's vintage. And I was like, okay, you probably shouldn't say it's worth way more than it actually is. Like, I feel like something told me I was like, that's like a bad move. Yeah. Also, like when the duffel bag just made me like, I was like, the mob wives are gearing up. I think when you're a mob wife, you're completely geared up at all times to be on the move as like it's very similar to like a pregnant woman who's gearing up to give birth and has like the hospital bag packed because the baby could come at any time. It That's the same mentality. It's like the feds could come at any time or like people could come at any time to like whack us. So we've got to get the be able to get the fuck out. She's like. It's always about to go like Waco style. <laughs> She's about They're, to go like, fucking fully... Waco mode. Yeah. yeah, just that. She that's how anti-government Ramona Ramona is. What a stressful fucking lifestyle to lead. I can't. It actually gives me like diarrhea to think about. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a mob wife, you'd have to wear depends at all times. I'd, I'd be like Adriana. You'd be Carrie shitty pants O'Donnell. Oh, no. <laughs> Carrie the, I would Carrie be her. the squirts O'Donnell. Oh no. <laughs> that's I'm, your I'm that's Ad- your mob name. You're Adrian now. Just like projectile vomiting. Yeah. I mean I, I also think it would be incredibly exciting and thrilling. It's a thrill to be yeah. like, oh my god! Now I have to grab my duffel full of stolen jewel, full of all my jewelry, maybe stolen, maybe not. Fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars of cash, my fucking kids' birth certificates, mm-hmm. and grab my tiny pistol and get the fuck out. Like when you're in like go mode like that, like I get it. You're like, yeah, but then like, but then yeah. the when the hammer comes down and you feel the full force of the law. It's like a you're riding like dopamine highs and then just like the lowest possible lows. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Speaking of Lowe's, Renee meets with the girl called Collar at the diner once again. Renee is sitting there with a little crock of French onion, a little blob of <laughs> F.O. I could smell this diner. I know. Couldn't you? There's lipstick on all the Diet Coke straws. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of talk it out. And Renee said, well, you, su- you supposedly said that I was crazy. I love it. Yeah, they really had like a level-headed discussion and then got to a good place. Supposedly. Supposedly. Ramona takes Big Ange and Karen belly dancing to harken back to her days in Dubai. This was such a popular trope on reality television during this time. It was. Like, you could not be on a reality show without having some sort of belly dancing event. It's true. They all have bindis on. I wish Big Ange just never took her bindi off. I know. She was like born with a bindi she has a third eye yeah ramona is feeling herself oh yeah she's full middle eastern vibes she wants to teach the ladies a thing or two about being worldly and goes belly dancing is a nightmare belly dancing is a nightmare ramona goes she thinks she's like and i think her boobs are too big they like pull her back or something and karen She's making up her own moves. And it cuts to Karen. And Karen's like. <laughs> Ange goes, Karen. ooh, Karen, you're feeling yourself. Oh. I was like, supportive queen. That was me when I took a body roll class in, Green, <laughs> in Greenpoint. <laughs> Is that like how to dance like Sierra or something? Yeah, like yeah. a fly girl. That's like me when I try, I've tried to take like hip hop exercise classes a couple times. I'm I took it for criminally bad at it. I cannot do like a and one, two, three, four, and a like I literally just stand in the back going like this. <laughs> I did it. I wrote an article about it, so I did the class as like the experiential part of it, and mm-hmm. I was the only man in the class. It was hard. Uh, yeah. The guy who ran socials for paper came and he filmed me and was just like <laughs> laughing at me the whole time. It was amazing. Is there a video? Yeah. Oh, I'll be linking. Wait, it's like you have to have so much core control and be able to like separate different parts of your body in order to do that. It's a lot of muscle movement. Same with belly dancing. There's a video of me dancing. Can you keep up? Baby boy, let me breath. Wait, I'm Googling this right now. The video of me? Uh-huh. It's not... Hold on. Oh, it's on your Insta. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Are you watching it? Mm-hmm. You're both into it, but then also scared. I mean, the woman was intense. Mm-hmm. The teacher... <laughs> Everyone's really close to each other. Back in the days, I like my little salty, salty, or sultry walk towards the mirror. Yeah. 
So someone's suing Karen's father, as we said, for the profits of his book, or they did that when his book came out. And Karen's really worried that the haters are going to come out and they're going to like try and sue. And then there's a page six article that says or New York Post, that says whack from the grave. Mm -hmm. And Ange says in this lifestyle, I don't think anyone should be punished for what their father did. Level headed queen. True. Yeah. Giselle is channeling a Judice girl in a giant pink bow. She's so she cute. She is so cute. It's crazy. Yeah, that scene, Jizz, made me want to have kids. She's truly adorable. I was like, if I could have a, a little cutie pie daughter that was like star student and just she's almost like a cartoon, like her big brown eyes. I was mm-hmm. like, I would love this. Drita tells her that despite what Lee has made clear which is that they can't have a dog she's gonna get another dog yeah jizz is getting a puppy she goes what do you want to name her and giselle goes sparkles and drita goes we're not gonna name him sparkles (laughs) she goes i'm not naming a dog fucking sparkles what the fuck i just love the way she goes "Mm, i don't like that she's so cute with jizz too like she's a really good mom i know i feel bad for the other daughter i think she's a little Aaliyah. She's a little more traumatized. Yeah, well, she, like, knows what's going on or is old enough to kind of have maybe a a shred of memory. It's sad. I love the B-roll footage of litter washing up on the shores of Staten Island. (laughs) I I was like, ah, setting the scene, I see. (laughs) Gorgeous. Renee says, Carla and I are in a good place. But Carla is not going to Karen's book party. She doesn't need that drama. Out of loyal- and also out of loyalty to Drita. Mm-hmm. Because Drita's pissed that Carla dragged her and Lee's name into the book, which I'm, I don't I blame get her. it. Like, not even just like dragged them, wrote like a chapter about them and didn't even change their fucking names. No. That's rude. It is if you're going to fucking come for someone in your book, and they don't want to become for, mm-hmm. you should change the name. You can change the name and still be a shady-ass bitch about it. Yeah. But I get it. If you're also ready to just air someone out, and it's your book, maybe you don't change She's the name. She's been sitting on this egg for a She's while. She's wanted this. She checks in. Karen and Ramona, <laughs> they get ready at the gaze of it. Karen goes, today is my day. It's Karen's day. I'm like, it's been Karen's day. Since you were born. It's never not Karen's day. It's never. We are never not thinking or talking about Karen. Karen made sure of that. (laughs) And no one knows more more than your own daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Karen Ramona comes in and she gives her. Karen goes, I wanted to give you something. It's a special gift. They let me give me. They let me take an extra book. And she gave. I'm like, great. (laughs) Wow, such an honor. Yeah. You gave you gave an extra book to your best friend and wrote in Sharpie. Like a shitty little note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would I was like she she hyped it up like it was this real big gift. And then it was just your a free copy of your own book. Yeah. yeah. Drita and the girl called Carla meet for drinks. Mm-hmm. And I love this alcoholic looking mm-hmm. bar. It's a real like 2 p.m. Yeah. Drita, she goes, does anyone else think this book is fucking annoying? She's over it. 
Yeah, I'd be over it too. Mm-hmm. Everyone's ready to get off the dr- the Karen yeah, train. Yeah, like, can you imagine? We've been hearing about this book for like two goddamn years. Big Ange looks gorgeous mm-hmm. on the red carpet. Stunning queen. She's the queen of New she York. She is. She goes, maybe I'll get a boyfriend. Maybe I'll get a boyfriend at the party. She's like on the hunt for a man. I love it. Mean while married to Neil. I know. Incredible. But Neil fucked up. He cheated on her. Yeah. Why would you cheat on a goddess? Unclear. Insecure. Mm-hmm. Karen's weird brother comes. Yeah. He has the face of a killer. He does. He has like shark eyes. Mm-hmm. I also have to say that Karen goes, this is our night. I did this for us. Yeah. And then she starts kind of like grinding at her brother. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. I was like, it couldn't be me. <laughs> you with your two brothers. I'm like, ooh, I did this for us, baby. Ooh. No. I'd be like, I did this for me. You're welcome for the invite. No, I'd be like, thank you for coming. Thank you for not supporting me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming and not being assholes about this. Whatever you have to say, zip it. Tell me later. Love you so much, though. I'm going to stiff hug and then move away. (laughs) That's you with your siblings. It's touch and go. We're real. We are not in a place of grinding on each other. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but maybe one day we'll get to the grind zone. Schoenholz kids need. Takes a lot. Takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> You're the matriarch of the Schoenholz. <laughs> Don't even say that. You'll piss someone off. Sorry. Take that okay. out. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just joshing. Also, the media people downstairs are literally producers. Mm-hmm. They're fake. That's literally fake news, what's downstairs in the media room. Like, what? <laughs> the questions what? they ask are also so, like, literally the producers told them to ask those questions. I love the woman that was holding up, like, a digital camera. And she was like, so I hear your book is about Drita. Could you say more about that? And is, has she mm. read it? Please answer. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so natural. Yeah, I know. Ramona, like, kind of makes Karen's speech about her, which I loved. Of course. The next day, Ramona's walking around New York City in a real fur, question mark? Definitely real fur. This was still yeah. the era of, like, real fur. She calls, she looks really nervous and she calls Big Ange, who's having a busy night at the Drunken Monkey and she has bangs. The Drunken Monkey is slammed. Oh, I wish we could go there so badly. She goes, hold on a second, the bar is really full. And she runs outside. She runs outside and she's in fur boots. I just saw Mango's shadow walk by. Nothing better. She, Ramona goes, there was yet another bust. And it's all because of Junior. Junior caused, ratted out a bunch more mobsters, including Renee's best friend's husband. Yeah. Will he ever stop? He'll never stop. And Ange goes, this is what rats do. They take everyone down. Thanks for calling, honey. Thanks for calling, honey. And then her mouth, she's on the street, her mouth just agape. Yeah. She can't believe it. But also, this is what happens. This is what happens with rats. They just bring everyone else down. I just wrote fucking Pagan. 
I know. Goddamn Pagan. <laughs> Renee is driving to her father's status hearing. And she calls Anne, who's taken Louie to the dog park, as she's wont to do, or taken him on a walk in the park. And Anne, sitting on the park bench, glasses and phone, I was like, this is me at the dog park vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Renee has a jiggly crucifix slash rosary dangling from her ruby mirror, which I loved. Yeah, I was loving her, like, car accessories. Renee's just, like, screaming at her about Junior. And then there's a pause, and Big Anne goes, it's scary. <laughs> Ange goes walk with your head high fuck what everyone else thinks because you didn't do anything that's great advice it's true and then the best song ever comes on I can be what you want me to be and that's that was the theme song for Mob Wives Chicago Ugh. I just thought they should have a series called Mob Wives Redemption oh really quick I need to recommend The Real Housewives of Cheshire <laughs> <laughs> is that new Cheshire. or old it's been on it has 10 seasons what? it's it's on Excuse? discovery plus it's crazy really you would i think you would love it okay it sounds right up my alley i love an accent there's a woman who sounds like yolanda kind of i think she's dutch amazing some of them have scouse accents is it the kind of accent that's so thick you can like barely even understand what they're saying Mm-hmm. And they have to have subtitles. Oh, that's a no, sweet it's spot. not that bad. They live Cheshire is like a, it's like a lot of like footballer wives. Ooh, okay. Is that's in the UK? Oh yeah, I think it's near Liverpool. Love the UK boggles the mind because there's so many different areas and dialects and like vibes and hierarchies. We gotta get big in the UK. Honestly, that's like on the to do list. Everything is like upon Cheshire upon Dover. Gloucester upon Leaf. <laughs> and there's so, it's actually not even that big of a country, but there's so many territories. There's just so many. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We're, we're nearing the end of Midwives, but we've got some good shit to come. Yeah. Fucking R-H-O-B-H back tonight. Our episode on it will drop on Friday. So excited about that. Friday. And God, what else? Yeah, we don't. I think we'll probably take a little break from Mob Wives after this season. But something else will rise up in its place because death always breeds new life on this podcast. So it's true. Yeah. Stay tuned. Let us know. Let us know. And. Hopefully next week we'll be back in person, which I'm sure we will. Yeah. Then carry healing energy. Pray. Pray for Katie. And, uh, yeah. Love and light. TTYL. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.